With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Welcome to the 100th episode of Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. Um, that's C-O-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Um, for the 100th episode, we're going to be taking a look at Deshaun Watson's situation. We found out um, late last week that... Deshaun Watson is going to be taking center stage in this um, dead period of NFL activity from when minicamps ended the third Friday in June till training camp starts the latter part of July, pretty much a dead period. But um, Deshaun Watson's first step of any resolution of his playing status for this season will begin tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, there's a disciplinary hearing um, to determine whether he violated the personal conduct policy. Um, <clears throat> as um, you're well aware of, um, Watson has now settled 20, 20 of the 24 sexual assault misconduct lawsuits that were filed against him. Um, maybe a 25th or 26th lawsuit added. There's a New York Times article a couple of weeks ago which referenced... Uh, him booking massages with at least 66 women over a 17-month period from the fall of 2019 the spring of 2021. And today, the Texans were added as a defendant to the uh, outstanding lawsuits that um, weren't settled. Now, um, the personal conduct policy procedures were revamped under the new CBA, which is ratified in 2020. Uh, this case is going to be the first big case um, since things have been revamped. That uh, Roger Goodell used to be judge, jury, and executioner, which was one of the big issues the players had with the discipline under the policy. But now there is a disciplinary officer, and the disciplinary officer is a retired federal judge, Sue Robinson, who was a U.S. District Court uh, judge in Delaware for about 25 years. Now, where the procedures for the process are, they're outlined in Article 46 of the uh, CBA Commissioner Discipline. The way it works now is disciplinary officer will conduct an evidentiary hearing is after the league investigates and, and presents their findings, which has already been done. And... She, she's going to issue a binding um, finding of fact and then determine the discipline that should be imposed in accordance to the combat, uh, personal conduct policy, if any. Now, 
we had a leak oh Saturday that the NFL is looking for an indefinite suspension with reinstatement after a year. Now, one thing the NFL has to do under these procedures outlined Article 46, at least 10 calendar days prior to the hearing, the NFL shall inform the NFLPA, the player, the disciplinary officer, of the recommended terms of discipline. So, I'm assuming this is online. The leak is in line with what the league is proposing or what they're going to be uh, asserting in the hearing. And I think they came out for a couple of reasons. One, I don't think uh, Deshaun Watson was helped by Trevor Bauer and him being suspended by Major League Baseball under their domestic violence policy for the equivalent of two seasons. (laughs) Um, So the NFL is going to be swayed by public opinion in terms of how they want to present this. So they're going to ask for a a harsh punishment um, because they don't want this Ray Rice thing PR hit again from 2014 when he was initially suspended for two games. Video comes out of him assaulting his wife in an elevator. And then they tried to rediscipline him. After that, they don't want that type of fiasco. Uh, so they're they're going to try to throw the book at, at Deshaun Watson. Uh, plus, this is a unique case because normally in a personal conduct policy case, you have one allegation. You have multiple allegations here. Now, under the personal conduct policy, you do not have to be convicted of a crime. And two grand juries in Texas declined to indict. Um, Watson. So we're talking civil proceedings with the lawsuits, no criminal exposure as of now, but under the personal conduct policy, um, first uh, section, it is simply not enough to avoid being found guilty of a crime in the court of law. We are all held to a higher standard and must conduct ourselves in a way that is responsible to promote the values of the NFL and is lawful. So you don't have to be convicted of a crime. We've seen that before. Ben Roethlisberger, initially a six-game suspension for sexual assault allegations in, I think, 2010. And that was reduced to four games. Uh, We saw Ezekiel Elliott, um, domestic violence suspension, six games, no criminal conviction. So just because there is no uh, criminal uh, proceeding, doesn't mean that uh, Watson won't be subject to discipline. Now, uh, the union is going to push back very hard against this uh, indefinite ban in in the hearing. And one thing that they are going to raise, and they brought in Jeff, Jeffrey Kessler as outside counsel to help the NFLPA has to help to assist in the defense. Kessler is the heavy hitter that the uh, NFLPA always goes to in their um, most important challenges against the NFL. Back when you had the labor dispute and there wasn't labor peace with the lockout in 2011 when the union certified and filed the antitrust lawsuit with name plaintiffs uh, Drew Brees, uh, Tom Brady, etc. Jeffrey Kessler was brought in as outside counsel. So he's back for this. One of the things that they're going to allege, or they're going to raise for sure, that 
squarely in on page five of the personal conduct policy says ownership and club or league management have traditionally been held to a higher standard and will be subject to more significant discipline when violations of the personal conduct policy occur. Well, you've had uh, three instances where there has been discipline with um, ownership. Uh, Robert Kraft with his uh, solicitation charge. No personal conduct policy uh, ramifications. Jerry Jones, and you had the high-ranking club official with the voyeurism scandal. Nothing done there with Jerry Jones. And then the piece de resistance, uh, Dan Snyder with the toxic workplace environment with his Washington Commanders Club. I do. He's still allowed to conduct league business. And now you have congressional oversight hearings about his situation. Uh, nothing there. Um, so that's going to be something that you can, that I'm sure that the league is going to bring up in these hearings. How long the hearings last, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to last. I presume, hopefully, it's done by the end of the week. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the hearing officer views the allegations. Are they, she's going to look at it as the encompassing 24, and that's going to be multiple ones, because and also how she's going to view the fact that he settled 20 cases, if, how that's going to come into play um, as well. But the hearing officer makes it a preliminary uh, term, determination that's going to be binding, subject to the right of appeal to the commissioner. So the NFL can, can, can appeal whatever decision the disciplinary officer makes, or Watson can. Um, also, before we have a decision by the uh, disciplinary officer, there could be a settlement. Settlement talks were taking place, and they broke down over um, how long a suspension Watson would get. I'd be shocked if Watson has a zero suspension. I don't think anybody's really considering this question how long the suspension Watson will be getting is what everyone thinks. But So either side can appeal. And then... Um, with the appeal, um, once a decision is made, you've got three business days to file your appeal, the, the losing party. And any response to the appeal, um, it must be filed in writing, um, two business days thereafter. Now, the appeal is only limited to arguments uh, why based on evidentiary record that the amount of discipline if, uh, should be modified. Now, person who hears the appeal is the commissioner or his, or his designee. <laughs> um, so it could be Roger Goodell or he could appoint someone um, to hear it. He used to appoint Harold Henderson, who uh, retired, to hear his designee. So he wasn't um, the hearing officer. So Roger Goodell is not judged during execution like he used to be. To me, the process is backwards. Um, the union got some concessions out of how this works, but there were bigger fish to fry in terms of what to prioritize in CBA. To me, it should have worked that if you're going to have Goodell involved, he makes the decision, then you have someone who is more objective or quote-unquote independent um, handle the appeal as to whether there is fairness, but um, it doesn't work that way. Um, so, we'll see if, they, it is, if there is a settlement or whether... The 
league will accept whatever discipline there is. And one reason I think that whatever the hearing officer decides that there won't be an appeal by the NFL is I don't think you want in your first big case with the new revamped uh, procedures for the NFL to usurp or undermine the decision-making process where you have it go to Goodell or whomever he appoints and they increase the discipline. (laughs) Um, That's how you probably (laughs) open yourself up to where the NFLPA, Kessler, and Watson would try to go through the court system. And we found out through the Ezekiel Elliott cases and Tom Brady uh, with the Deflategate suspension that great deference is ultimately given to proceedings under a collective bargaining agreement, disciplinary proceedings. Um, Brady initially did find a judge to uh, stay his suspension then the uh, Court of Appeals that was reinstated. Um, so his suspension ended up being delayed for over a year um, when he served his four-game suspension for the deflate gate policy. So I don't think that the – I could be wrong – that the league is going to appeal whatever discipline is decided. And I think that's why they leaked out the indefinite ban. So then they can go, if it's, I don't know, eight games, 10 games, 12 games, whatever it is. They go, hey, we tried to go, we tried to go uh, um, for a bigger suspension, but the hearing officer, um, this is what she decided, and we're going to respect the process. Now, I suspect, barring a settlement, <laughs> that Watson will appeal. And I can't really see Roger Goodell going, you know what, hearing officer? Here's the suspension that you gave Deshaun Watson. I'm going to decrease it. I don't really see that happening. So I suspect that whatever the hearing officer decides is what the ultimate discipline will be. Um, the timing on that, um, don't know when she'll render decision, but ideally it's done before the end of training camp. Ideally, you get it before training camp. Browns report on, I think, the 26th. The vets do. So early August at the at the latest so we can have a resolution uh, go forward on how the Browns are going to proceed uh, for this season. Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code CAP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code CAP, C-A-P, to receive your first month free. 
Oh, one last thing before uh, moving on to the ramifications of the expected suspension. If uh, there is a finding of no violation of the personal conduct policy, the process ends. There's no appeal. Um, the league can't appeal that. But the league can appeal and Watson, as I said earlier, uh, the length of the suspension. Now, um, Cleveland traded for Watson. Uh, he had four years, $136 million left on his contract. And they gave him a five-year, ripped up the old contract, gave him a five-year, fully guaranteed $230 million contract. Now, in this crazy, unprecedented contract, um, there's a $44.965 million signing bonus. Now, the way suspension's going to work is, first, we'll, we'll, there's two different ways we'll look at it. We'll look at it if he's suspended for the whole year. Then we'll look at it if he's suspended for part of the season. Eight games, ten games, whatever. It'll be the same analysis regards to the games. Now, if Watson gets a year suspended, uh, was it actually would most likely be a banishment where he could re- reapply for reinstatement after one year. Um, that's what Calvin Ridley's under for his suspension for gambling and gambling is like the big taboo Uh, you can't bet on your own sport that goes to the integrity of the game Um, but Ridley can apply for reinstatement next year so that's probably how suspension would look um, for Watson now if he's suspended has the banishment or we'll call it the one year suspension then He's not going to training camp. He's, he's, he's gone. He's not around the team at all. But if you uh, – and how it's going to work cap-wise is he's keeping that signing bonus. The signing bonus has some interesting language um, in it as soon as I can find it. Uh, actually, the signing bonus has not been paid yet. <laughs> Payment schedule is $15 million on July 31st, another $15 million January 31st, 2023, $14.96 million um, March 31st, 2023. But the Browns can't go off the signing bonus. Now, typically, um, signing bonus is forfeitable under Article 4, Section 9, and, and for year suspension, the prorated amount is what you can get back. million, but there is specific language in the signing bonus addendum that says that it's, that first it says that it's um, forfeitable under the, uh, to the maximum extent under Article 4, Section 9 of Collecting Barring Agreement. Then specifically it says, notwithstanding anything to the contrary herein, a suspension by the NFL solely in connection with the matters disclosed to club in writing pursuant to Article 42, which is a warranties and representations section, which results in players' uh, unavailability to clubs solely for games during the 22 and 2023 NFL League year shall not subject player to forfeiture of signing bonus. Signing bonus is his. So he's getting $44.965 million not to play football if suspended for a year. Now, the contract will toll. Of a year-long suspension. Now, what is tolling? Well, 
Um, that basically means his 2022 contract year becomes his 2023 contract year. 23 becomes 24. 24 becomes 25. 25 becomes 26. 26 becomes 27. So basically, instead of being under contract for five years, he's now under contract total of six since signing because everything gets pushed back a year. Now, what are the cap ramifications of that? Well, the signing bonus proration stays intact. So the signing bonus proration, even though Deshaun Watson will be under contract through 2027 now, would run 2022 through 2026 because you can prorate a signing bonus for a maximum of five, for, for life of a contract up to a maximum of five years. So the base salary would get removed this year. He's got a $1.035 million base salary to make up the 46 he's supposed to make this year. Now, that means under this scenario, the Browns are going to have an $8.993 million cap hit for Deshaun Watson. Now, next year, the cap hit, which would have been um, this year, uh, would have been $10.028 million, gets pushed back a year. So that means his 2022 cap number becomes a 2023 cap number. So next year, the cap number, that would be his cap number next year. Then it's going to be 54.993 million in 24 through 26, and 46 million in 27 uh, under this scenario. Obviously, they have the right to discretionary right to convert salary into signing bonus. So at some point, 2024, they could take the 46 million dollar salary and convert it. Now, what about guarantees voiding? Now, in NFL contracts, there's a laundry list of reasons why guarantees void. And usually you get suspended under any policy. Um, team, the guarantee is automatically void. Now, not in this case, because uh, there's specific language in here where notwithstanding the foregoing, it shall not constitute a, a failure. No, that's not it. Where is it? Basically, it says players shall not be in default if player is suspended for not more no let me go wrong one this one player is suspended by the nfl solely in connection with the matters disclosed to club in writing which obviously is this stuff and i'm assuming he made a complete disclosure um pursuant to paragraph 42 and such suspension results in players unavailability to the club solely for games during the 2022 and 2023 league year so um that means any discipline relating to the sexual misconduct, sexual assault allegations in the 2022-2023 league year, no voiding a guarantee. So all the guarantees remain intact. If it happens in 2024, then the guarantees from 2024 and beyond could void. And they can start taking back signing bonus for discipline starting in 2024 as well. But for these two league years, no. Now, I don't know what the disclosure was because that's not a part of the contract and I don't know if any of these new lawsuits would not be considered part of the warranties and representations which would potentially open the door to voiding the guarantees but but I'm going to assume that it just relates to any sexual assault allegations pertaining to his time with the Houston Texans so that would be sure it's as broad as possible now let's move to the other scenario that he gets a suspension where he's able to play this year so under those circumstances Deshaun Watson could show up for training camp participate in 
everything in training camp, playing preseason games. And then once the uh, regular season starts, so training camp runs until the Monday before the regular season starts. So that's when the suspension would start. I guess that would be Labor Day this year, which would be the 5th of September. The suspension would start on the 5th of September. And at that point, um, same thing. You can't get back the signing bonus, recoup signing bonus, and the guarantees don't void. But for each week he's suspended, he's out $57,500. The contract is going to run as is as long as he comes back and plays this year. Um, So let's say it's a 10-game suspension. If it's a 10-game suspension, he's out $57,500 a week. That's $575,000 the suspension is going to cost him. Obviously, with the uh, discipline, he could be fined as well as by the disciplinary officer as well as getting suspension. So there could be a monetary component to his punishment. But that would be $575,000 that um, Deshaun Watson would be out. Contract runs as is. And then he would be able to play once the suspension is over. Now, under Article 46, there is a section that says that the activities that he can um, participate in will be consistent with how things work for suspended players under the um, uh, performance-enhancing drug policy and substance abuse policies. Now, that would mean second half suspension. Let's say it's a 10-game suspension. Uh, after five games, then he's able to do the following activities. Um, have on-site rehab and treatment with the medical and athletic training staff. Uh, meet with the player engagement staff, mental health consultants, team chaplain, treating clinicians, and other professional resources. Attend team meetings. Meet individually with the head coach, coordinator, and position coach. Participate in individual workouts with the strength and conditioning coach. Take meals in the cafeteria and use team facilities on an individual basis. What he won't, still wouldn't be able to do in the second half would be attend and participate in group workouts, attend and observe participate in practices, attend home or away games, attend club sponsored community events, press conferences, or media uh, appearances. But the second half of the suspension, and I'm talking 10 games, he can be reintegrated um, into the club. Now, what are the Browns going to do a quarterback uh, while he's out? Jacoby Brissett is someone they signed uh, to be the backup. Now, if it's a year-long suspension, Baker Mayfield <laughs> still under contract to the Browns on that fifth-year option for $18.858 million. Now, there may be way too much water under the bridge for this to ever happen, but to me, if you got a year suspension... Baker Mayfield, instead of trading him, would probably give you the best chance to salvage your season. Mayfield has no interest in playing for the Cleveland Browns, but if I'm representing Baker Mayfield, if I'm his agent, and I had, when I was an agent, I had players who got cut from a team, they're like, I don't want to go play for that team. It's the last team I'll play for. I'll retire before that, before I play for them again. Yeah, they set out football for a couple of weeks out on the street because nobody wants them. There's an injury in his own team. All that went out the window. They went and went back to the whole team because they wanted to play football. Now, 
Baker Mayfield objective should be to put himself in a position to be a starting quarterback beyond this season. In 2020, he took the Browns to the playoffs, won a playoff game. Um, obviously, had a lot of help. Defense was great. They got a great running game, great offensive line, but Baker Mayfield played well enough. <laughs> if I'm representing him, I'm putting that in his ear that if there's a lengthy suspension or a year-long suspension if you want to put yourself in the best long-term position you need to be open to playing with the Browns whether the Browns are wanting back is a different story and they should uh to me that stranger things have happened um I don't think it's going to happen I don't think I think that the two sides are going to part their ways and Mayfield's going to be traded and go to wherever Seattle Carolina and be a little behind the eight ball because he's got to learn the offense on a short time frame to become the starter. Here, no transition. And it would basically be come in, be a professional. One of the things that he was miffed about was a Chris Mortensen report where the Browns wanted an adult in the room at quarterback. Will this be your opportunity to be an adult? (laughs) Suck it up if the Browns are willing to have you play for the year. Try to showcase yourself to be a free agent next year. One thing I'd want from the Browns, just so they can't play this holding hostage game uh, that they've been playing, because they want to trade him. It's not that they weren't willing to trade him. It's just how much of his uh, option do they want to? They they're going to pay. They want the acquiring team to take on the full freight, and the Panthers have been the most interested. From reports, don't want to take on any more than half of it. So. That's why I tend to think they're ready to move on of Jacoby Brissett. But to me, Jacoby Brissett doesn't give as good a chance to win as Baker Mayfield. Don't forget that when Andrew Luck uh, retired, you had Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. And the next year they went out and signed Phillip Rivers to replace him. So obviously that tells you what the Colts thought about him as a starting quarterback over an extended period of time. Now, what I would want, if they, the two sides could mend their fences where you got to play Baker for a year, if I'm Baker, I want you to stick something in there where you can't franchise or put a transition tag on me. Because what Baker should be looking at is I want to try it. If I can play like I did in 2020, erase the perception of my injury plague year last year where it was a subpar year, you don't see young quarter starting quarterbacks in their prime hit the open market. Um, he's, I'm not saying he's uh, Kirk Cousins, but Cousins became the highest paid player in the league, fully guaranteed contract. So it'd be interesting, an interesting scenario to see Baker Mayfield play in Cleveland, have Cleveland do well, then he hits the open market, Deshaun Watson comes back next year. I could still see the that way if you don't have a, fran- you don't have a franchise tag on him, they can't tag, they don't have the ability to put a franchise tag in because of a prohibition clause preventing those uh, a designation. They can't pull the Matt Castle thing that the Patriots did. Tag him for express purpose of trading him when they traded Castle and Mike Vrabel um, to the uh, Chiefs the year Tom Brady tore up his knee. So, at best they get a compensatory third round pick back in 2024 would be uh, the best they could do. Um, with the the ability to put a franchise tag on him. But I don't think it's going to come to that. I think Baker Mayfield and the Browns 
too much water under the bridge and it's going to be a divorce but um, that's going to wrap up the 100th episode of Inside the Cap and our look at Deshaun Watson um, how the process works for the uh, disciplinary hearing and the ramifications uh, cap wise with the suspension of a year suspension for under a year and we'll see what actually happens and the time frame but I suspect that there's going to be some resolution before the regular season starts and Deshaun Watson is going to be out if not a full season he's going to miss an extended period of time this year with a suspension well Thanks for listening, and don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L, and read my regular CBSSports.com agent's take on salary cap and contract matters. And we'll see you back here uh, next time. Goodbye.